Good evening. If you would, open your Bibles to 1 Samuel chapter 15. We'll be looking at verses 22 through 23. How good are we at obeying God? Now, some Christians are good at obeying. Some are not good at all. Now, which are we? Are we good or not good? Now, I would hope that each of us would obey God at all times, yet we're human and we fail to follow God at all times. And that is why some of us are good at obeying and not excellent. Yet, when we look at obedience and what the Word of God says, God wants us to be excellent at obeying Him. He wants us to obey Him at all times. Now, we can see this in some of the things that Jesus says. If you look in John chapter 8, verse 31, it says, Then Jesus said to the Jews which believed in Him, If ye continue in my word... Ye are verily my disciples. So Jesus said if we continue in his word, if we obey him, we're his disciples. John 14, 15, Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commandments. So if we keep his commandments, we show that we love him. If we love him, we would keep his commandments. In John 14, 21, Jesus said, He that hath my commandments and keepeth them is he that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him and show him mine own self to him. So, keeping his commandments show that we love him, and it also shows that the Father loves us. Because we're obeying Christ. John 14, 23. Jesus answered and said unto him, If any man love me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and come unto him, and will dwell with him. Pretty much, basically what he says in verse 21. Obedience. We are called to obey God at all times. But why? Why are we to obey God? Why are we called to obey God? Look at 1 Samuel 15, verses 22 and 23. And Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great pleasure in burnt offerings and sacrifices as when the voice of the Lord is obeyed? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken is better than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and transgression is wickedness and idolatry. Because thou hast cast away the word of the Lord, therefore he hath cast away thee from being king. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before you, just thank you for your word. And I thank you, Lord, that we can learn from your word. And Lord, I just pray that you would be with us tonight as we worship 
and look into your word. And I just pray that we would take what we learned tonight and help us to apply it into our daily walk. And Lord, I just pray that as we come before you, that those that are listening to this message, Lord, if there is any that needs to make any decision, that you would speak to their hearts. Just continue to be with us and overshadow us with your love and watch care. We just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Now, in 1 Samuel 15, we see that God had commanded Israel to utterly destroy the Amalekites. And in this passage, we see Samuel's condemnation of King Saul because King Saul failed to obey God. Now, Saul partially obeyed God, but let's look at what God had had commanded Israel. God had commanded Saul and Israel to completely destroy, completely destroy the Amalekites. This meant that they were to destroy all the people. Regardless of who the person was, they were to destroy them. They were to destroy all the livestock, taking no animals. That meant all cows, calves, lambs, bulls, rams, whatever, were to be destroyed. Taking no animals, taking no prisoners. And then they were to destroy all articles of clothing, all furniture, all gold, all jewelry. Anything that could be taken as a spoil of war was to be destroyed. So everything that pertained to the Amalekites was to be wiped out and destroyed. Yet, as we read, we can see that this did not happen. This didn't happen. Saul took the king of the Amalekites alive. He took him prisoner. Then Saul allowed the people to take all of the best livestock as a spoil of war. Then he allowed the people to loot the cities and to take the gold and the furniture and the best clothes, anything that they found, he allowed them to loot it. Now, we can see that they partially obeyed God because they did kill all the people. But then they killed just the worst animals. They didn't kill all the animals, they killed the worst animals. And then the worst stuff, the things that were not worth being looted, they left in the cities and destroyed them. So Saul partially obeyed God. But is partial obedience, obedience? Is partial obedience, obedience? Now some Christians believe that partial obedience is obedience. Because we see this in the way they live their life. They believe that if they partially obey God or they do some of the things God wants them to do, that's obedience. Yet, we see from God's response to Saul that partial obedience is not obedience at all. It's disobedience. God wants us to obey 100% of the time. Not 90%. Not 99%. He wants 100% obedience 
Because if we fail just 1%, we're not obeying. And we see this in what he tells Saul. God looked upon Saul's partial obedience as full disobedience. He looked upon Saul's partial obedience as full disobedience to what he had commanded. Now look at what Samuel tells Saul. Look at verse 22. And Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great pleasure in burnt offerings and sacrifices as when the voice of the Lord is obeyed. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken is better than the fat of rams. Now, what we see in this verse is Samuel asks Saul a rhetorical question. The answer is already known. It's a rhetorical question. Basically, he asks, does the Lord have more pleasure in sacrifice and offerings or in obedience to his command? What does the Lord have more pleasure in? Sacrifice and burnt offerings or obedience to his commands? So what's the obvious answer here? Obedience. Obedience to God is better than sacrifice and listening to what the Lord says is better than burnt offerings. Now, why is this the case? Now, I want you to think about this. Why is this the case? Because a sacrifice or an offering can be just going through the motions. You can give a sacrifice or an offering and it's nothing more than an outward showing. You can just be doing it because it's expected to be done. Well, I'm just giving this because it's expected of me. So someone could sacrifice and give an offering and not truly love God. They can just be doing it out of a requirement because it's expected of them. They could be doing it just for show. Yet, obedience to God's commands show that we love God. God commands us to do something. And we go and we do it. That shows we love God. We're following his command. And we're following his command because he is God. We're not doing it out of obligation. We're doing it because we love him. We're obeying him. This is why Christ tells us that if we love him, we will keep his commandments. It shows that we love him. And it shows that we love him more than giving an offering, more than, than giving a burnt sacrifice or whatever the Jews were giving at the time because those things could be done just for show. But obedience 
100% full obedience to God shows that we love him because we are following what he has told us. So obedience to God's command shows that we love God. Why? Because we are taking what God said and we are following it to the letter. To the letter. We are showing his word and his commands matter to us. So that's why he says that to obey is better than sacrifice. And to hearken is better than the fat of rams. Because God delights more in our obedience than in the sacrifices. Because when we obey him, we show we love him. Now secondly... Look at how God views rebellion. Look at how God reviewed what Saul did. How he viewed what Saul did. Look at verse 23. Samuel tells Saul, for rebellion is as of the sin of witchcraft and transgression is wickedness and idolatry. God viewed disobedience as rebellion against him. Now, He viewed rebellion the same as he viewed the sin of witchcraft. Now what does that mean? If you look back into the law, what was the penalty for a witch? Death. Death. So what Samuel is telling Saul, he's saying God views your rebellion the same as he views the rebellion of a witch. That sin of witchcraft. Your rebellion is worthy of death. Now this is why. Witchcraft, the sin of witchcraft, is satanic. It's evil. Now, why is it satanic? Because the sin of Satan was pride. Witchcraft, the witch pridefully thinks they can manipulate God's creation. They think that they can can produce these spells and potions to do something that only God can do. That's pride. That's prideful. It's rebellion. It's satanic. God viewed Samuel's or Saul's transgression the same way. He viewed it as idolatry. Witchcraft. Why? Because it goes back to self-will. So God is pretty much telling Saul, because you didn't obey me, your, your disobedience to my command is self-will. You are following self-will and you are promoting yourself above me. That's what you have done. I commanded you to do something. You followed your own self-will and disobeyed everything I commanded you to do. Therefore, you have placed yourself on a pedestal 
and you are worshiping self instead of worshiping me. And that is the same sin as witchcraft. It's satanic. It's prideful. Thus, your rebellion and disobedience is evil, it's satanic, and it's idolatrous. That is what Samuel is telling Saul. Now, what does that tell us? When we disobey God and what God has commanded, we're doing the same thing Saul did. Our disobedience is nothing more than prideful self-will, which is the same rebellion as witchcraft, and it's evil, and it's satanic, and it's idolatrous. So what do we see? We see that God does not take disobedience lightly. He doesn't take it lightly. Also, partial obedience is nothing more than disobedience. Now this returns us to the words of Christ. Again, what did Christ tell us? Just to to paraphrase, he told us that we show we belong to him when we obey his word. Why? Because when we obey his word, we're giving up self-will and we are replacing our self-will with submission to him. We're submitting to his authority and his command. Thus we show we belong to him through obedience to his word. Secondly, we show that we love him because we have submitted to him and we are obeying his commands. We have given up self-will and we have replaced our self-will with his will, showing that we love him and we want him to be Lord over us. Third, we show that we love Christ and we know the Father loves us and Christ loves us when we obey his commands. Now, why do we know that the Father loves us? Because we are submitting to him. And through that submission, we have humbled ourselves. And through our humbling of ourselves, through our submission to Christ and faith in him, we now can see things through the eyes of faith and we see through the Holy Spirit the love of God and the love that God has for us. So what we are to do is we are to obey God, fully obey God at all times because partial obedience is nothing more than disobedience. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, we just thank you for your word. And we just thank you, Lord, that we can learn from your word. And we thank you that we just have your word open to us. And Lord, I just pray that you would just be with us. Just overshadow us with your love and watch care and just keep us safe at all times. We just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.